It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Hey, yeah! Here we are. Today's Kool-Aid flavor of choice is... That's yesterday's. It's yesterday's. Yeah, that's oh, yesterday's. we need a fresh one. one. Give me another one. Rotate that. Rotate that one. <laughs> Pull it out like a lottery number. Oh, green. <laughs> and the Powerball number is <laughs> 00652. <laughs> if you have this number, you are the winner. Green apple. Ooh. Green apple. Don't sleep on green apple. I like sour. Green yeah, listen. Good. Green, it's nice. I, listen, I could never drink green apple Ciroc again. I tell you what, if the bar, it just <laughs> if you have a bad experience, bad experience. <laughs> if the Browns win these next two games, I'm drinking. I'm literally going to drink some apple? Kool-Aid on on this set. I think we'll all be drinking. Well, the Browns Kool-Aid favored this week. I mean, it's not like, this week, you know. I'm, I'm more worried about San Francisco than I am Baltimore. I mean, you, you, over, you overlooking? Stuff. I no. I'm just saying. Look, 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 that's no, a rookie, cannot look, overlook rookie mistake. By, by but if you way, had to look at the next two, that's the one that. By the way, I got a couple of quick shout outs. Shout them out. Shout out to the butcher, my dental hygienist. I she cleaned okay. my mouth this morning. Uh, Kristen is getting married in a couple of weeks. Oh, good for so her. Congratulations to her. She's, she's been my hygienist for years. Are you invited? She's great. I'm, no, I'm not, but uh, I wasn't <laughs> planning to be. You are now. You just gave her a shout no, out. No, 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 no. I know. But congratulations to her. And congratulations, to, uh, or not congratulations, but shout out to Nick, who was uh, another customer at the dentist who saw me and goes, out of the ball. I love Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. <laughs> He started screaming. He was very excited. But was on the, he on uh, laughing gas or was that pre laughing no, gas? No, no, he was pre laughing gas. Okay, very but good. But one other thing, and this is serious. I'm I'm not joking here. I, my life flashed before my eyes today, and it sounds like I'm joking. I'm really not. I was a block away from my house. I'm at a, a light, and the light turns green. And usually, I'm pretty heavy on the gas as soon as the light turns green. Yeah. For whatever reason, I paused a second, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw something coming. And this this flatbed truck carrying uh, um, mowing equipment went right through the red light in wow. front of me. I don't know what happened. Had I gone when that light turned green, I don't know if I'd be dead, but I might be because You'd be he would have T-boned on the driver's side. He would have T-boned me. Yes, no That's doubt. Scary. I would have very minimum been seriously hurt, and my car would have been totaled. Wow, guy, it wasn't like. He barely made, you know, it was a clear. Do you believe in he, divine intervention? How I do we don't, explain this? I don't involve. The, the, the Lord was good. We'll take credit for I don't for believe in that, here. but. I Maybe think you should. I, what it did for me is it made me it made me think about some of the small stuff that I sweat. And I think, yeah, I was aggravated about something that wasn't that important this morning. And it totally went away because wow. it put everything in perspective. My life could have been over this morning. Well, we're I don't glad know, that you saw it coming. But it was crazy. Yeah. I don't know what this guy was thinking. It was a sixth sense that kicked in. I for guess you. I yeah. don't know, but uh, so yeah. don't sweat the small stuff. I can do. I'm as bad as anybody on that, but yeah. No, that's you know. a, that's a good rule to live by. Yeah. Paul. The small stuff won't kill you. 
you know, death by a thousand cuts, worrying about all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. We'll take exactly. its toll over time. Exactly. Busy, yeah. busy, busy show today. Yes. DJ Hazmat is going to unveil his uh, world premiere, or has he already dropped it? I think he's dropped it. He dropped it. Okay. I'm it's hoping he showed some good love to Deshaun Watson. I bet he did. He does. Yeah, I, I mean, he was so super critical of Deshaun Deservedly Watson so. after the Pittsburgh loss. Yes. Deservedly yeah. so. But what I like about Hazmat is he keeps it 100, as he 100, says. 100, all the time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise him when he's great, and I'm going to knock him when he's bad. And so yeah, far, I'm looking forward he's kept to good him. on that. Elijah yeah. Moore, how do we get more out of this guy? I know he's had a lot of catches, but Tyvis said he was the key to this offense. Oh. We're going to revisit those comments. Get the camera off me, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> now you want to be sitting on the wing chair, don't you? Now, I was, I was going to boycott today and do it from behind the glass, but... <laughs> You know, I thought that would be wrong. Yeah, I, I think Tyler said, petty. we don't need DeAndre Hopkins. We have Elijah Moore. That, I've that's never said. said that. That's, well, not, that's not what I said. You said, said he was said the most, was important, the most receiver important receiver on the team. You said that. It's three games. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll give you a chance to double down or back off. Yeah. That's coming up later in the show. Uh, Leroy Horde with his thoughts on the big week three win. True or false? Where will the belt land this week? Where Bulls is, won one this where season. Where is the belt? Tyvis has yeah. won one this season. Bro, we mm. got to get off. This the is the first time yeah. all four of us. I think, I think it'll be. I think it'll right. be a good. Because Tyvis wasn't here last week. Yeah, yes. get this money together. Right. And I was. I did you mine remotely last week. time. Yeah. So, so we'll anyway. see what happens with all of that. I, I um, got it right now. Jay's gonna be last to get the belt. Ooh. I don't care. <laughs> I got something far more important. Something that you truly earn with skill, not luck. What is that? Uh, that's coming up later in the show, too. Are oh. you saying there's no skill involved in true or false? <laughs> what? Are you saying there's no skill involved in true or false? It is all luck. Really? I think 99% of it's uh, luck. These questions, we have no way of knowing the answers. I'm saying to these 95% questions. luck. 95% luck. Wait a minute. You be knowing the answers. No, I don't. You'd be sitting there like, oh, I did a piece on this. Oh, I know <laughs> well, sometimes. Got him. Got him. Got me. Maybe uh, it's 90% luck. But first, our yeah, first hello of the day to uh, the vertebrae of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. The man, the myth, the legend, Mikey McNuggets. Thank you, Jay. And we have a full house today. I want to give a shout out to Director Steve's two brothers who are in the house today. Yeah. One has been here before. The other is making his UCSS studio debut Beautiful. from... California, there's Jim. Wow, very nice. And Dave, and that is Dewan from IT upstairs, his no, brother, yeah, Daryl. Bro- there yeah. you go. Daryl from Euclid. Don't, don't you said that is Dewan. Right well, I was setting him up. Brother no, Daryl Daryl has the voice of an angel, by the way. He's not mic'd up here. It's the voice We're going to actually have Daryl do some uh, voiceover stuff for behind the glass promos, if not today, in the near future. So what, that's coming. So shout out to you guys for coming in here. Is make parody promos. And use as our official voice of the parody promos our voice of God, Daryl. Yeah, it's it's Morgan Freeman esque. In all honesty, it's it incredible. Really is. <laughs> it's incredible. I Morgan do have hear one. him on the street. They don't know who he is. They see him. They they hear his voice and they say, "What station are you on?" Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, in a world, <laughs> he could do. He could be the movie promo guy. He could be that guy. I do have one update for everybody from yesterday, though, and this is something we promised. And if you took advantage of it, good for you. If you didn't. You missed out. The DoorDash offer that we offered yesterday, Mm -hmm. and we said that was too good to be true. 50%. Turns out it was too good to be true. Lockdown has come back and amended the offer. (laughs) So let me tell you what the new Lockdown offer is. Are you kidding me? Let me tell you the new Dash. Did you just say they amended the offer? Amended. I should have put an order in yesterday. So now, if you use use promo code LOCKED on DoorDash, you still get 50% off. Okay. Up to twenty bucks. 
right. Because that was the key part that, that was, was missing. Yeah. Because I asked, I asked McNuggets, if I order $800 of tacos, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting them for four bills? And you said, I have to check on that. Yeah, well. Well, it was right yesterday. So if you ordered $800 of tacos yesterday, hey. you oh got to have them. They literally have amended the rights to the agreement and the ad reads. You know, so now okay. it is up to $20. All right. That's the power, though, of UCSS because people must have took advantage of it. And they said this And they is were like, uh, what kind of deal do we get ourselves into? So shout out to you. For ordering DoorDash, well, yes. No, I ordered DoorDash, but locked. what I did is I signed up using Tyvis's email. I was rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> what did you order? I want to live vicariously. Hey, I had the whole spread. I ordered, and I went to a Jamaican spot. I had oxtails. I had peas and rice, cabbage. I had baby back ribs. Did you get the jerk chicken? Listen, the jerk was already on deck. That's Ooh. what I went for. Speaking of jerk chicken, we got to get your boy Amari in here. Y'all been Friday. playing around. Listen, next Friday. Ne- is that the day Amari's probably watching? Uh, Thursday, no. We got a TV hey. show Friday on Thursday. Does he smoke them? How does he cook them? Uh, he won't tell me. Okay, we he have, a, we have a grill upstairs. Well, he that smokes that them to the bone. Well, he need parties. to do it on Wednesday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Uh, yes, we it's me it. being 50% See, Jamaican. It's always about time. I feel yeah, like yeah, I should get some of this jerk this. chicken. Oh, it's crazy. Okay. It'll I'm change just saying. You will I'm like the ultimate tester. Like If Tybus is here on Wednesday, we can do Wednesday. Thank you. Okay, if he needs a grill, we do have a grill upstairs. Stairs Love that it. Herbie always uses for our Channel Three tailgate yeah, parties. Do it. to say we with Jay. You know he got the hookup. You know? Yeah, we gonna the I'll talk hook you up. I'm talking. Jay to got him. the biggest desk upstairs hey, too. I got hey. to visit his desk. It's bigger than everybody. Listen, listen. This is what Tyvis did last week. He was <laughs> you got a bigger desk than Russ Mitchell. He he sat at my got a desk. Bigger desk than me too. <laughs> put his feet on oh, my desk. So took a picture of himself, <laughs> absolutely violating my desk, <laughs> and then he said, "Don't say it." And then he said on the text to me, I did such a good job breaking down those videos on UCSS. They done give me a desk upstairs. <laughs> it was a nice desk. It was such a nice gesture. Of I will say there was a, one, one of our lovely young ladies who yeah. is a Channel 3 employee who might have been in the vicinity of all that. It was like it was a couple of. Yeah. Them when I came upstairs, she said. Did you know that man that was sitting in the bathroom? Oh, she was scared. I thought that's where it was going. No, no, no. You're, you're dead wrong. I said, oh. yeah, I do. She goes, he seems like the most pleasant, likable human being on the planet. Look at it. And I said, and Jay hates me. Jay, there's two people on this set that hate me. Jay and director Steve can't stand me for somebody else. Don't know what I don't know what Steve's vendetta is. Steve's, Steve does mad, have some- Steve's mad at me because. I'm the I'm the best athlete he's ever seen in his life, and he has not one athletic bone in his body. That's what it Tyvis, is. You gotta watch out. Look, look. You gotta, look. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, can we keep that the rest of the show, Director Steve? Tyvis is out of pocket right now. I, I'm gonna tell you what. You about to stop messing around with people. Steve. They about to plant. Hey. They about to plant drugs on you. <laughs> Steve, yeah, you better watch out. Steve, can we Where get that shot? Where does marijuana come from, Tyvis? <laughs> We need a Tyvis close up. He's never looked better, you guys. Wow, man, he's looking sturdy. I mean, you have never looked That's better. That's fine. They can hear me. He can't stop me. Barbara Walters me. used to demand a little Vaseline be smeared on the lens so it smoothed out all the wrinkles. This was pre 4K. That's oh crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's deep. That's, that's next crazy. level diva right there. Um, <laughs> Tyvis demands. Steve, Steve said this is Tyvis' close up. <laughs> Damn. Take Tyvis's camera. See what I'm saying? Was, I don't know what he's doing. So we start with him. Well, to be fair. he starts with me every day. Hey, this is a, a, a you know what busting community. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's it's a locker that. room. That is true. Yeah. And and someone can handle the locker room environment. Yeah. 
Yeah, Steve. <laughs> if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. Amen. I'm going to be like Anthony. Nobody says nothing to Anthony. Yes, we do. We bust Anthony. <laughs> his all nickname time. is Anthony Cantaspelli. He can't spell. <laughs> and he makes all our graphics. I'm sorry, yeah. Anthony. Tyvis, just because you're only here two days a week, I'm here five. Yeah. So. Oh, Cantaspelli. Oh, this is a full-time job for some. They try to get on your he hours, He got his Kool-Aid Mafia sweatshirt. Yeah, listen. Listen. Can we get, let's get into let's the get first to topic. topic. Yeah, we, we, we do it. a jam-packed show, as Jay alluded to. And the yeah. first topic is something we definitely have to hit on. It involves Lamar Jackson, the focal point of He's the back. Baltimore Ravens offense. And that's really where our week four coverage <laughs> begins. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. How the heck should the Browns game plan to stop number eight? <laughs> You're the defensive genius here. Well, I think that if I was going up against Lamar, what makes Lamar so dangerous is the ability to use his legs. So the, as great as our pass rush has been, it has been times where they've been flushed out of the pocket and it has created some lanes. You can't allow, you can't do that with Lamar because he's very dangerous with that. So if you're going to rush, I'm not saying rush. You do your best pass rush, but you cannot open up lanes. You have to rush together. I think this game is a big game for Dalvin Tomlinson and Jordan Elliott and whoever is at the defensive tackle. Yeah. Because if you can get that push from down the middle, that's, that's hard to deal with as a quarterback, having your center or your guard in your lap. And if you try to escape, now you got Zadarius on the outside and Miles, so there's really nowhere to go. You want to make Lamar become a pocket passer in this game. And if he beats you with his arm, then you can, you can salute to that. But you cannot... As much man-to-man coverage as we run, you cannot let him get outside that pocket and beat you with his legs because it'll be a long game. It's a tricky situation because this is the first different quarterback. The Browns haven't faced an athletic quarterback. No. The most athletic quarterback they've faced so far was Burrow, and he's nowhere near the athlete that Lamar is. Nine rushing yards. And he was, you know, dealing with an injury and bad weather. So they haven't dealt with the last two weeks. They've faced guys who are pocket, who don't move at all. But... The Browns have to be who they are, G. They, I, I, do you expect them to change a lot of what they do? Because you're talking about playing differently. And no, I'm I guess not saying you, playing differently. I'm but just they've saying, been playing very free and you, easy. And you have worked. to be very weary of how you rush. You if, you, if you, you get too far up the field right? and create the lane, he's gone. Yeah. But then again, Lamar Jackson under pressure has been known to panic and make mistakes. And if your linebackers can clean up and tackle as they have the last few weeks, I would send the pressure. You know. I would send it down the middle. I would send the pressure down the middle. How important are the linebackers in a game like this? Well, it depends on what the coverage is. If we're right. in, if we're in zone, which usually when you go up against a scrambling quarterback, you're in zone so everybody can see the quarterback. Because if you're in man, your back's turned to him. He could take off running. Nobody see. It was what Mike Vick did. Yeah. So, so expect z- less man this game. I do. Okay. I do because he's that dangerous. Um, but linebackers, if you got a spy, usually you put that spy on the guy and, you know, you let your – you do that. If you're going to put a spy on, then you're free to let your rushers do whatever they so want to still do. Ma- they, you can still – Because they'll too, right? flush him out the pocket and he'll just clean it up. Wherever he goes, that linebacker just follows him. Do they have that guy on this roster that can babysit Lamar Jackson and contain him? Uh, and who is it if they have him? You know who would be actually a, a decent guy at this? And they okay. call me crazy. 
JOK. He's athletic enough. He's athletic enough to get it done. Right. Gee, you've studied this this defense. Yeah, so I've already yeah, studied the game tapes. Yeah. I've already yeah. talked to Jim Schwartz on the phone multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> and I just let you guys go because you know this is this what they call crowd control. See right here, everybody yeah. was waiting to see what I was going to say, Tyvis. Why would I come out here? And, and, and just saw Lamar Jackson play horrible against the Colts. And I come out here with one of the best defenses that we'd have ever had, and I'm going to switch it up. That's right. For who? For, not for Lamar Jackson. And maybe if it was Patrick Mahomes, and we don't even really respect that. I'm waiting to see what they're going to do if we play Patrick. See, sometimes you don't need to stay in your rush lanes. You know why? If he's a right-handed quarterback, look, go back and watch the film against the Colts. He gets rushed to, to the left side. He, he he scrambles out to his left hand side, right? So that means he's a right hand quarterback. He has his throw against his body. There's no way he's completing those passes. And he turned the ball over at the end of the game doing that right to the left hand side, throwing against his body. You don't need to rush him that way. All you got to do is put Miles Garrett on that opposite end and rush him right to his right hand. He can't throw over there. And plus, What's even more dangerous and devastating is when you do have a spy like JOK that's sitting there waiting, waiting for you to rush that way, and he meets you at the junction point. See, the best thing about chaos is this. You know, it works in regular life and real life in football. Chaos don't really care where you split to, right? He ain't got time to think about a rush lane where he's going to go to because he got somebody in his face over here. He got somebody over there coming to get him. He got somebody looking directly at him, mirroring every movement. He does not have a processor like that. His the Lamar Jackson is a quarterback that need to see it, see it come open. That's right. And then throw it. By that time, we'd already been hit home, and you ain't got that much time to be doing that. I I want to. <clears throat> this is the type of quarterback you want to play because he'll throw you three or four picks when That's he's right. under when he's under duress. And wow. if you look at what the Browns have done, part of the reason, obviously, they have way better talent, they have way better coaching. But a, another part of the reason why they've had so much success f- so far is because they're confusing the o- the offenses they're facing. Right. And as G said, he's one hundred percent right. Lamar is not the quickest figure outer, if you will, of, right. of defenses. And if you keep if you play conservatively against Lamar, you're playing into his hands. I think. If you if you don't play aggressively, I think you gotta stay aggressive like they've been and continue to try to confuse him. And even if he like cause when he gets out of the pocket, so yeah, if he runs and you and you don't get there, it's a problem. Yeah. We, we all gotta, get you it. gotta tackle him. Yeah, if you miss a tackle, you miss one tackle, it could be eighty yards. Well, he's the, house. the hardest quarterback in my view in the yeah. league to tackle. Sure. You but know, you know what to be perfect? Well, actually this sound it if you remember you know how they put Miles at that stand up D tackle position? Yeah. I think this would be probably one of the best games you, you do. You'd that. expect to see that. Because a lot. if you got Zadarius and double O on the outside and now you got Miles bringing the pressure on the inside. Go back and take a look at sure, that Miami right. Dolphin game. Couple years ago, oh yeah, Ryan when they Flores, played cover zero the whole. Ryan night. Flores mm-hmm. had the whole, and and at that time, Lamar Jackson was rolling. Offense looked great. Brian Flores comes over with the Dolphins, says, "Well, you know, when you do, do you want better? We gonna stand everybody up. So now you got to pick where the where the blitz is coming from. Every single they play, a, every single play, they were." In his Aggressive. grill all night. That's what you got to do. Gotta, I need to go back and see the. the they the, played cover zero. Can the Browns play a cover zero? Yeah, if G I knew, mean, if G knew was healthy. It, and yesterday, I think Mary Kay said it he looks was trending like, in the right trending direction. in the right direction. But she also said that he. 
they might just decide to sit him out because of the bye next week. week. Yeah. Oh, to give him to give four. Him but he, yeah. he didn't he tweet that he wanted to come back this he week. Said well, it he said he wants Baltimore to. Baltimore week. I he mean, wants to, of yeah, course. I mean, but the doctors obviously have to say it's okay. how things go over there. We know that if a player wants to play, they're gonna play. I, Usually, we yeah. watched that I, two years ago. I find it interesting ago. that your approach is slight change of what we're doing. Not I didn't so say aggressive. That. You're saying no, 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 no. We're going to put our best out on the field with what they do best, and we're going to match it up against their best and see who wins. It's almost I, like a power say, pitcher trying to throw it by a power hitter. I, no, no, no. I didn't say to change what you're doing. I said that don't open no lanes. That's what I said. Yeah, but is that what they've been doing so far, the first three games? They've lost. Kids. It was a bit helter-skelter, and they come from everywhere. Can they do that on Sunday? All I'm going to tell you is, me and G had this conversation where he was like, it's like, yeah, and Jim Schwartz's defense, they don't care about contain. And I said... They don't. I've never heard... Okay, that's a problem. I've heard that too, guy. and I think it's a problem <laughs> that's as well. That's a problem. Because someone's <laughs> going to expose that. Well, well here's the thing. <clears throat> if, if Think about it like this. I, the reason why I, I say this is brilliant because he's right. Like, when you statistically look at the numbers of, of right-handed quarterbacks and where they throw the football, most quarterbacks are right-handed. If you let them run to their left to find somebody deep downfield, it's almost impossible to throw backside. But if you let them roll to their to their strong arm, they can look backside, they can look front side, they can throw against the grain, they can throw down on the sideline. So here's the thing: if you give them an opportunity, and especially for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, we saw what Deshaun Watson looked like when a quarterback gets frustrated and is not able to do what he does best. Right. So, so when you look at him and he getting sacked and he's looking around, he's not going to be looking down the field to throw and get guys open and, and catch. He's looking to get out to make first downs. Because one thing about Lamar Jackson that you look at Ryan Tannehill and some of those other receiver, other quarterbacks, how frustrating it is to go back to the sideline and tell your receivers, I didn't see you or I didn't have time right. and you got three, four, five first downs. Yeah. In his mind, he's going to say, forget all that. I got to get I got to get it where I can get it. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. I need to know what coverage they play behind. All Zero. That. So you playing wow. man. I've I seen him play man against the best receiver. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying they're not good enough to ma- play <laughs> man? They did that I'm against not, the Bengals. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You just oh. don't advise it. All I'm telling you is, oh, you better get there. You playing zero against I know. A, a scrambling quarterback. Oh, right. you better not miss. Hey, if you, you know, miss it, you we talking not a ten yard. Now game. you're chasing a chicken. We talking a thirty you know, yard, and this is Lamar. We talking about. You Look. guys have said a couple of times. Well, somebody's going to eventually, you know, figure it out or whatever. Sure. Like, I, I feel like the Browns have for for two decades have played scared. They played played afraid of the other team, yeah. and right now they're playing not scared of anybody. No. And they shouldn't be scared of anybody. And Jim Schwartz is like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I'm going to do. And you know what? If Baltimore figures it out and has success, well, he's been coaching for 100 years. He'll, he'll change. Yeah. Unlike we've seen in the past where there's been no ability to, oh, well, things are not going right. We need to adjust. Well, he'll adjust if there, he has to. There are, but why do it preemptively I, I before anybody that. proves they can beat it? Yeah, play your hand. Yeah. I mean, you built this defense to be a, a, a certain kind of defense. It's yeah. worked so far, so keep trying it. One of the things that I wanted to discuss was, and I don't know that it means that much, against Kevin Stefanski, when Lamar has started and finished the game, Lamar is 4-0. Yeah. Uh, the Jim Swartz number is too small to make anything of it. One he's game. only one he's, game. Yeah. He's 1-0 against Jim Swartz defense. 
So, uh, do you make anything out of that at all? I mean, the 4-0 means something, right? I mean, if we're going to talk about the Bengals versus Yeah, Browns but how much has Stefanski even been involved in the defense Well, from day not, one? Well, but it's but they're 4-0 again. The, it has nothing to do with – but I'm saying they've lost to the Ravens in all those games. It's right. not just – the Ravens' offense. Of course not. It's also the Ravens' defense. But it does indicate that Lamar's had a measure of success. Yes. Against. But I think defense. in the end, the Browns are a much better team than they've been in the last few years, or at least they should be. They are so far, right. and I think they will continue to be. They haven't had Deshaun Watson, uh, and hopefully, yesterday, last week was what he's going to be again, which he was, and right. not just a blip. So I, I, I mean, I think it, it's I meaningful to, a little bit, but but not, what did not the, the end of the world. What did the Colts do? I did. Did you Did you happen to watch that? I game? watched the. Well, I was back and forth between much. the Colts. Yeah. The Colts didn't do they, much. So that's what. But they ended up winning that game. They yeah. ran the ball very well. They, they did. Run the ball I was well. talking defensively. Yeah. Oh, okay. Defensively, uh, they didn't blitz a ton, which is a number I have for you guys. No, they real didn't. Quick, really, what I wanted to oh, ask you. Oh, about. really? So, yeah. I'm going to give you a comparison. I'm going to give you the Vikings first and then the Browns numbers. Okay. So through three games this season, the Vikings, according to Pro Football Reference, lead the NFL in percentage of pass plays in which they send an extra rusher. Mm-hmm. So okay. blitzing. They blitz on 63% of pass attempts through three games. Wow. They've only gotten pressure on the quarterback 17% of the times, oh which my. means their blitzes have not been effective right. whatsoever. In comparison to Cleveland, Cleveland ranks 10th in the NFL this season in terms of sending an extra rusher. On 32.3% of pass attempts, they have sent a fifth extra rusher. They have gotten pressure on the quarterback at that exact same rate, 32.3%, which wow. is tops in the NFL. So imagine. through three games, they blitz more than most, but not an extreme amount. I think that's a telling stat. To me, it says he's comfortable with getting home with just four. And why wouldn't he be? He's and got guys on the line that can get I, home. I, I also think... If you look at it, the Bengal game and the uh, very, and the Titans game. That's very interesting because he had big leads in both those games. So if you have a big lead and you got and you got a lot of third and eights, third and tens, you're going to be you're going to be aggressive coming at you. There's sure. no reason not to. So I don't. I mean, to me, it feels like they're middle of the pack in terms of blitz. I know a, I know a guy who only used to use, only have four guys rushing was comfortable with that, and they ran him out of here. It's interesting. Yeah, Joe Woods. You see, well, well not here, but Davis, here's the difference. <laughs> when he was doing it with four, two of them should have been pumping gas. <laughs> right. Oh, so so so, so is the personnel. Yeah, no, no, it's both. <laughs> no. Here's why it's on Joe Woods. Here's why it's on Joe no. Woods. Listen, if you know you've got two guys who should be pumping gas on your line, mm. why would you only rush four? You need help to get home. And, and it's like leaving a, hey. a, a rookie left tackle naked on It sounds like to me the Browns should have did better getting them the personnel. Oh, oh, no, but, that, but, yeah, but adjust what you're doing. Well, wait a second. They're, they are, through three games, 10th. They are blitzing a lot more. Yeah, yeah, because with Joe Woods, they never blitz. I, I tell people all the time, I, this is my claim to fame. I say, yeah. listen, you could be a, a company guy if you want to, Everybody don't work their jobs, and you come in and hype you up. Yeah, we love you. You're gonna come in and change things. You go in, they promise you incentives, they promise you overtime to pay your guys, training, all this other stuff. You get here two weeks in, they say, uh, yeah, we we don't got the budget for that training package. <laughs> Three weeks later, what about the incentives I was gonna give for these extra overtime? Yeah, we don't got that either. And you say, okay, fine, because you knew. And then guess what? They bring you in another year later and you're your little review and say, well, you know what, Garrett? 
we, we just didn't get what we wanted out of you. Uh, we thought you were going to come make a big, 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 a really big change. But they never gave you the tools. You didn't give me the tools. No. I asked for you. You lied to me. But here's the problem. I didn't speak up. I, Joe Woods, Joe Woods knew they was garbage. He saw him every day. <laughs> he knew they was terrible. Why would you sit there and let them be garbage, and then you keep going to work and you getting blitzkrieged out here? You getting destroyed. Well, if it, I do, you, well, everybody knows that I do post game show, and like I said, Grant Delpit had the most interesting comment in post game show. He What's was like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, Grant, the defense has been looking really good. How much do you credit that to Jim Schwartz? He said, well. I can tell you the difference is I know he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I said, oh, good no. night. I mean, def- making an argument for Joe Woods good is night. stupid. I know, but he's he's I on that. Why you brought it up. I'm just all I it's said not was not just about all the I said was that the I lot, the guy that was there last year rushed forward too. That's all. Yeah, I but he's not rushing rush more. He the Browns rush are ten, all, but the Browns are I'm not rushing just four. They're tenth in blitz percentage. Do we not realize that a lot of this secondary is a lot of these what we running like coverage wise is the same stuff. It's up. It's about what's happening up front. Different. Tell me about it. Because well, but it's not just up front. Yeah, but, tell me about but it. But see, Tyvis, the, the point that I think you're missing is you're saying, well, Joe did the same thing last year. No, he didn't. But Joe just had a bunch of guys. Wait a second. Yeah, that's Wait why a I, second. I stood time up out, on this show and said, let Bull go because Bull's about to cook. Bull is about to cook. Dude, <laughs> you keep saying they're not blitzing. They are. They're 10th in blitz. They're not 25th. They're tenth. They are blitzing. The Browns number one. Last number year? two. No, they didn't. No, number two. Yeah, they did. Number Where two. Where were they last year? I'll Mikey. get you last year. Forget number. the on. front. The front four, which is obviously imp- significantly improved talent, but playing better. For but I'll, uh, you know what? For a second on the front four, Miles Garrett is playing with a freedom and an excitement that we've never seen. Right. Never. Ever. As great as he plays, that goes to the coordinator. He, he that has is a never fact. played with this kind of intensity and energy and excitement and freedom. JOK, who looked like the worst football player on the planet last year, said he should be cut. <laughs> looks like a good football, not just okay, looks like a good football player. And Grant Delpit, who granted started to improve late last year, has probably played his three best football games ever the of last few weeks. Of his I, life. I he looks like a superstar. Again, small sample size. So I the, get it. We got to see it for longer. So, the same personnel, like, come on. different scheme, different philosophy. All, Num- I, numbers? all I said was he didn't have a pass rush. Well, give me the numbers. I, I got the numbers for you, Davis. That's all I said. So, yeah. last season, the Browns ranked 17th in blitz rate. Okay. They blitzed 22.9%, so 10% less than they are this year. But their pressure rate is where it gets staggered. They ranked near the bottom of the league in pressure rate. Fifth to last at only 18.2% compared to 32.3% this year. And sometimes it's not the X's and the O's, it's the John's and the Joe's. It's a combi- It's always it's a combination, combination of both. And, 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 and sometimes That's it's all I'm saying. And, and one guy lets, uh, lets your best player play basketball over the center. I ain't seen hooping last year. <laughs> they let the dude run across and do, run across the line of scrimmage. And he sits in and, and, and his coach laughs. <laughs> yeah. Look at my guy out there destroying <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If – if uh, uh, Jadavion Clowney had said to Jim Schwartz, I'm not playing except on third down, what do you think Jim Schwartz would have done? Then you're not playing at all. Cutting. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see you. I we'll don't, see you. I don't think but you know what? I go pack, go pack your locker. Probably true. <laughs> I asked this. We're going to bring Leroy in in one second. I asked this question last year, and I'll ask it again. And I don't know what Clowney's done this year. I haven't looked at his numbers. Nothing. One and a half sacks. One and a half sacks. Okay. So that's, that's not, not bad. That's what not I bad. asked last year, and I, I, you guys were like, no, that's not possible. What I asked was, is it possible, even though his methodology was flawed, because I didn't like the way he aired the dirty laundry, 
But I had said, after Swartz came in, I said, is it possible that Jadavion Clowney was right? And it looks more and more likely now that he was. Well, worried right about, about what? what? Well, all, <laughs> his beef at the end of the year. He was complaining about the defense and how they were using him. More importantly, how they were using uh, Miles Garrett. And Did no my- one liked the way he went about it. And I'm not excusing that. And I'm not trying to make. I'm not trying to say that that was the right methodology because I didn't like it. You can't go to the media and and air the dirty laundry that he did. But his yeah. complaints about what was going on last year seemed to be rooted in some sort of fact. I don't know. Once you refuse to, to go in for a play, I don't have any interest in what you have I to say. I get that, yeah. and that's in a vacuum Are of you what say, I'm asking. Are you saying that they tailored it for Miles? No. I, what I'm saying is he clearly didn't like the defense. There were a lot of guys that didn't like the defense. Take Grant Delpit. I didn't hear that comment. That oh, yeah. comment oh, from Grant yeah. Delpit. That's what he said. the biggest like, indictment geez. from inside the locker room that I've yeah. heard yet on Joe I Woods. was in the radio station like, bow, 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 bow. Yeah. <laughs> came out of my both barrels. All right, Mikey. Uh, we got to bring in Leroy. Before we do, I want to remind everybody, and I especially want to remind Bolt, please hit that retweet button. Now, tonight at 7 o'clock, Behind the Glass, he's coming back for its he's next like episode. It. I, now I'm not going to do it because you guys like it. You guys are all out of pocket. Like it. You're out of pocket, the three of you. Just, just, gonna like, like, just it. like it. We're going to answer some behind-the-scenes questions about UCSS. We put a, a poll up on our YouTube page. If you have any behind-the-scenes questions, you could ask him there. We're going to answer them on the show. Plus, we'll break down the Browns-Titans game, start looking ahead towards the Browns-Ravens game, and answer everything else in between. And with that... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Ha, ha, ha. Before we get oh, to Oh, we that. also got the barbershop. That's the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're going to plug that all immediately. I'm first. <laughs> the barbershop's at four. Uh, behind the glasses at seven. There you go. There you right go. now... So wait, you're there warm-up Leroy <laughs> Horde. I'm I'm glad glad I got to eat first. <laughs> I'm glad that they're not competing no more. What's up, Leroy? <laughs> I hate to tell y'all, but, but Tyvis is right. Oh, about um, about it's the same guys except for two players, and that's that those two tackles. Well, let's not you act change, like they're insignificant. No, Smith, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You change the pressure, you get up the middle, and everything else seems mm. more distru- disruptive. Last year they got no pressure up the middle, so Miles and Jadavian could go as wide as they want. And all the quarterback had to do was step up. You know, when the other team ran the ball, they ran right up the middle. You pretty much take your two defensive players out of the game. Now, I will say this. One of the things that annoyed me, and Anthony I've said Walker this, wasn't there last year. I will say this. One of the things that annoyed me last year, and I said this over and over again, when you have a player like Miles Garrett, you move him around and create mismatches with everybody on that offensive line. They never moved him. And now they're moving him around and the offense don't know what to do. Because not only do you have to deal with Miles Garrett, but the other guys are bringing the heat. That's where your team is different. So whether it's with blitzing or whatever, it starts with those front four and what they've done and what they are doing these first three weeks have made all the difference in the world in that defense. And I would even go a step farther and say the pressure that you're getting up the middle 
It's changing the way we look at this defense. Yeah, that's fair, but I just... I'm not sure how that's... You're agreeing with Tyvis's point was that Joe Joe Woods was fine. No, that's not what I... My my point is that he didn't have the personnel. He's saying saying that you could get on the coach all you want, and there's some blame to go there, too, because his job is to get the most out of the players he has. Right. And, and, And lining up guys and just having them play football when you know damn well you can't get a rush up the middle, that's on the coach. But I'm also saying those guys weren't as good as the guys they have this yeah, year. Yeah, sure. And it gives, and it gives, and it gives the new defensive coordinator a lot more flexibility, knowing that when we start every play, we know we're gonna get some pressure up the middle. Yeah. Leroy, Leroy, uh, what, what, cha- what changed with Deshaun Watson? What, what, what was the change in this game when he played his best from what you were seeing in the other games? Time, time, time. He just looked comfortable. Right, he he looked comfortable. Um, some some would say that he didn't have the pressure of having to get the ball to Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? You could say that, but I would just say Deshaun Watson, for the first time as a Cleveland Brown, looked comfortable playing quarterback, and we knew it was gonna come. We knew eventually he was going to get back to playing the type of quarterback. That stuff just don't go away, right? But you just didn't know when. We have a, we, There's no test to say how long it takes a quarterback to get in rhythm after not playing football for a year. There's no test. You know, you've been out with injury. That's different. That was different than this. That man had not only not playing football, he had a little weight on his head. So, I mean, it looks like, if I could say one thing that's different, he looked comfortable, he looked patient, his decisions were decisive, he made the throws that we all know he can make, and we were looking at going, oh, okay, and now, and that's the Deshaun we've seen throwing the ball. And, Leroy, and just everything seems to be working for him right now. Leroy, let's talk, I want your, your take on, on the running backs and what we've seen, obviously, Chubb devastating injury. By the so, way, yeah. By the way, if, if I may, yeah. And, and me and Tyvis already had this conversation. Ryan Clark and uh, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick are explaining what it's like to play DB, and I get that. But what you're explaining does not match that damn play. You thought it was dirty. Here. You can call it what you want. It okay. is what it is. But here's what happened. Nick Chubb was held up and turned so that he couldn't even see Mika Fitzpatrick. He was faced damn near the other way because he was getting turned by somebody holding him up high. And Mika Fitzpatrick went down low like a coward. When you hit somebody like that who can't see you, what do you call that? Okay? So you can put whatever twist you want on it and I've said this over and over again. If it's me against you, you get me down however you can. That's on me. But if I'm being held up, how in the hell can every other player in the NFL have protections for that type of play right there except the damn running back and then say, oh, it was legal? Really? Really? We took that away from D-linemen. You can't get cracked back. 
You can't just, defensive backs can just run around the field and look all pretty and wave to their mom. Can't nobody knock the hell out of them. And you say, you don't have any protections as a defender? No, that's the only play right there that, that is a defenseless player and he has no protections. So you look at the play, you listen to them explain the play, talking about, oh, he got to get Nick Chubb down however he can because that dude is a beast. Really? In that situation, he's a beast? Not looking at you and you go low? I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. The explanation of what happened and what they're explaining and what happened on that play don't match. And you can say what you want about it. You can say what you want about it. But just look at the tape. And you tell me, how in the hell could Nick Chubb protect himself? I, he couldn't. It was impossible. Right. You know, he couldn't because I, he was turned. Leroy, when I first saw it, I thought it was a dirty play. And then I had Tyvis and another defensive, or actually two other defensive players, tell me it wasn't dirty. But no, Tyvis, you know what's interesting? It I, wasn't dirty to me, but I, go ahead. I, I told you and yeah. the group in, in the, Offense in the moment, I sent about 12 to 15 texts to former players asking the exact same question. And to me, the split was the offensive players hated it and the defensive players were making excuses for it. Yeah. And I, I did see Ryan Clark's defense of it, and, I, yeah. and I'm with you. What Ryan was explaining was not was what happened on, on that play. Yeah. Right, exactly. I don't know what happened. Exactly. I, I mean, I ain't see what I, You know I what? I, you know, I'm a defensive guy, and I never really I, – I never thought about it in, in that way because I'm a defensive guy. It's right. always hunt, hunt, hunt. Yeah. But he is correct. Um, when I tore my ACL, um, I got cut by somebody – that was coming in the line of scrimmage. It was a running back going a crack back. And I think they eliminated that play. You can't go low against somebody on the outside of the tackle right. box. Yeah. And it blew my knee out. And I never thought about it in a way of, of being a running back and your turn held up defenseless because you're holding the ball and somebody come low. I would rather you come high yeah. and, and just right. wrap me up. I, I kind of changed my mind. I, the way you I, Here, here's, here's another thing with that. Here's another thing with that. Keep in mind, when you're running the football, take it from me, I'm a fumbler, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what they do is, what they do is, they hold you up, and then people come and snatch the ball, right? And they come try to get the ball. Now, just imagine, you trying to protect the ball, and then somebody take your knee out. Yeah, that's crazy. And he dove his whole body into him. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And by the way, I, I it's off off topic a little bit, but Minka Fitzpatrick was hit with a helmet to helmet, and, and there were some that said they didn't think it was a penalty. Yeah. But in the Sunday night game, yeah, he led with his helmet on yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Listen, at the very least, it was completely reckless. At the very least, right? I I, I doubt Minka Fitzpatrick was actively thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna bl- I'm gonna really hurt Nick Chubb here." Like he was purposely trying to give him a bad injury. No, but he is the I, head of the beast. But he was very reckless. Nick Chubb, though, is the head of the beast. Yeah, I, I, again, at minimum, it was completely reckless to to throw your whole body into a guy's leg. But, but to sit here and stand on your soapbox and say, "What about protections for the defense?" Yeah, you got I, you got. Let me tell you something. Defenders got a lot more protection than Nick Chubb. That's true. Right? We can't do nothing. We can't. You know. And, and keep in mind, the one position on the football field 
that can't initiate contact. So it's running back because he getting hit on every play. People hit him to mess with him. People hit him to try to get him off his game. Whatever. I'm cool with that. Like, that's that's the way it is. That that shows your toughness. But at the same time, don't sit here and complain when half of the ways we used to knock y'all asses out has been taken out of the game. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you can't right? cut no more. No, cut, yeah. cut, you, cut, you can't yeah. cut. You can't cut. I don't think a defender understands what cutting does to a player because oh. they can't get cut anymore. Who don't? I got cut before that. It, it messed me up for the rest of the game. The rest actually. of the game. Were you, were you held up and cut? No, wait, I wasn't. Wait. No, I wasn't Tom, held up. Because were you held up? I was. I was free on a okay. blitz off the edge, and I'm thinking me and this running back about to go head to head. That right. boy dropped low, and I flipped it on my neck. I said, for the rest okay. of the game, again, again, right? Thomas, I started this off by saying, yep, right. if we one on one, all bets are off, right? Okay, because I can see you, you can see me. And I have at least a chance to protect myself. If you're more athletic and you get underneath me and you get my legs, so be it. Okay? My problem is when that guy was being, when Nick Chubb was being held up and turned so his back was facing Minka Fitzpatrick, how are you going to tell me that that's a legal play? And they say, oh, we brothers, we brothers. I don't need no damn family like that. Drop the mic. I mean, Leroy's on point with this. I, 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 know? I agree with him. I yeah. know. I, 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 I think of it it's like a that. great point. That he was, it's a great I point. stand on my Leroy, statement. Leroy, on, on a lighter note, what do you think of yes, what sir. you What do you think of what you've seen from Jerome Ford so far? What did you think of Kareem Hunt's uh, first game back also? Well, I figured Kareem Hunt and, and Thomas, we talk about, I'd say he'd get five to ten carries, yep. get his feet wet, put him in on some short yard stuff, let him just be a moose, right? And do what Kareem does. Kareem, it, it, it's pretty cool that you have the luxury of bringing a running back in and putting him in his same role yeah. that he was in when he left. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that is a bonus right there where a lot of things you don't have to get him caught up on. That being said, I'm, I've been impressed. You know, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it because that's what I do. But <laughs> part of the reason why they let Kareem Hunt go because of Jerome Ford. That's right. So when Jerome Ford goes in for, for Nick Chubb, there's a level of expectation you could have with him. And lo and behold, he took off. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think he can carry the load. I think they're gonna still they're gonna increase Kareem Hunt's production, but I think more importantly, it's the flexibility that you have to use them in a number of different ways. And I think that's the most important thing. That now you can still continue with your offense. You can still run the ball when you want to because you don't feel that um, you don't have the people. Uh, behind the quarterback that can't run, you know, so you can still run your offense. And I think that's the most important thing. Leroy said he was a fumbler. And you want to, you want to venture a guess how many times you put the football on the field as a running back in the NFL, man, let me see. Hey, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, 
I'm praying. Please, God. Please, please, baby Jesus. I'm praying. I'm praying that it was less than my football number. What? You need Dude, more prayers. You, you are you no, serious? No. Third, you think you fumbled it more than thirty something times? Thirty. I have the number right here, Leroy. Yeah. What is it? Courtesy of our EP, Steve Becker. You fumbled the ball 35 times in your career. 27 ah! with the Browns. <laughs> now, let's juxtapose that with Kareem Hunt, who's had well over 1,200 touches in his career. Yeah. He's lost one fumble. Yeah. Well, That's amazing. Let, let me tell you something. In fairness to me, put them big-ass shoulder pads on Nick Chubb. <laughs> he like, around like, like, a, like a hermit. You guys like, look like Megatron. Hey, hey. Not to mention Leroy you, for a sec. Leroy was allowed to be clotheslined and stuff. You know, they can't tackle the same way. Let me defend Leroy real quick. Leroy, you made a Pro Bowl in 1994. Very impressive uh -huh. season. Yeah. You also led or had your career high in fumbles that year. You were so good as a runner that despite fumbling eight times that season, you still made a Pro Bowl. You had averaged half a fumble per game and still were a Pro Bowl. That's why you're a favorite running back so, here. That's so when, Bill, when, Bel when Belichick came in, right, he brought me and Metcalf into his office. He says, Metcalf, you led the league in fumbles per touch. And so, you know, me and Metcalf boys, so I'm looking at him smiling and giggling. <laughs> Shut up, Ord, you were second. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 so, and so, Bill, we would have conversations, right? Bill would say, you know, hey, look, you, you running hard. You know, I'll give you that. He said, we need, you need to do more to protect the ball. Because I used to squeeze it so damn tight that the slightest of hit, it would squirt out. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Wait. They go, what are you doing? Protect the football. I'm like, I'm squeezing the hell out of it. Right? So he said, you got to do so. I tried to do the thing where you run with two hands and hold it. And it just looked clunky. He said, "Go back to the old way." <laughs> <laughs> speaking of, you know, speaking of fumbling the ball, what do you think of the Browns' third running back, Elijah Moore, taking carries? Oof. <sighs> What's wrong? Don't do that. What's wrong with let me, that? Let me let me say, let me say this: that it's one thing to carry the ball, right? It, it's it's another thing to carry it like a running back, right? When you used to carrying it in space all the time, when you used to carrying it, you know, out in the open and you got time to protect yourself, when you in the mix, them hands and punches and, and swats at the ball coming from anywhere. And so it's different, and it's one of those things you got to get used to. You got to get used to it. With Leroy, they didn't punch at the ball. They just nah, took it. My, my, my mom said, <laughs> well, that, I mean, I mean look at the look ball. They just took it. it. I was like, hey, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you get got, man. I don't know. Like, everybody make it sound like it's so easy. Yeah. Like, it's, look, I got, well, look, there's a couple of buttons on my body. If you mash them, the last thing on my mind is holding on to that football. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people. There's a, there's a lot of people like that. You get, oh, Jesus. And then you get back to the sideline limping. Your, your arm is sideways. Hold on to the ball. All right. All right. Leroy, left tackle. It's been a big problem. Jedrick Wills has been awful. They already gave him his fifth-year extension. You know, you're mm -hmm. dealing with Conklin got hurt. 
Uh, Dewan Jones has done you know a decent job. He seems to be getting better. He's a, I mean, a fourth round, fifth round rookie, whatever he fourth. was, fourth round rookie. Go Bucks. So I, I, you know, I, I'm okay with that. But man, left tackle is such an important position. Are you talking it, about Deshaun played better because he had more time this week? And we've seen the numbers under pressure. His numbers under pressure, like many quarterbacks, are not good. How concerned are you about the left tackle spot right now? Not. I, I've learned a long time ago that you look at the offensive line as a whole. All right. Because they can they can run schemes to protect one guy, right? And and sometimes you have to do that. And and every every when your offensive line is great, it don't mean every individual player is great. It means they play well together, and you got to you know give it up for the, either the O line coach or the offensive scheme or things like that. So I'm always, I'm never gonna say and point out one guy because the offensive line as a whole has done pretty good. And it would be tough to put it on one guy. Now, that being said, football is such that they'll find your soft spot. So you better be ready for it. If that's your weakest link, they're going to start doing things on that side of the ball to try to expose him. So he's going to have to get better. But as a whole, I th- this is what... Over the past three or four years, have been one of the best uh, run-blocking offensive lines in the game. So I'm not going to just totally dismiss and say that they are all bad. Is there a couple of players that maybe need to improve on what they're doing? Of course. And and I think that you know sometimes we look at players and see their shortcomings, but we don't understand why, and we don't understand what the franchise or the team thinks of that player. Clearly, they think he can do it. So it's just a matter of getting him in the right positions to do it. He's got the right coach to help him out. Hey, before we let you go, um, analyze the breakdown, uh, the preview, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns on Sunday. What are you looking for? I'm looking for one thing, and I talked about it earlier, how impressed I am with that pressure up the middle, right? Yeah. And all I want to do is, listen, Lamar Jackson going to make some plays on you, right? But here's what you want. You want to put that heat on him up front so he looking at you. Mm-hmm. If he looking at you, he ain't looking down the field. And if he ain't looking down the field, he can't make as many plays. Mm. So you put pressure on him. You try to contain him. The thing is, I think they have enough speed to kind of get him sometimes. And put him in bad positions. And put him in bad positions to make some throws that maybe he, won't, he don't want to. I like when quarterbacks of that ilk, you know, instead of running, they try to get rid of the ball quicker. Because you know what that is. That's the secondary's, you know, secondary's dream. Sure. You know, early pass, when the receiver ain't really ready, but you looking at the quarterback, are you looking, down, you know, in the backfield? Jump Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So – so from that standpoint, it's all about what, how they're going to contain Lamar Jackson. I think what helps more than it has in the past is the pressure up the middle. Because now you put pressure up the middle, he don't have those lanes to go you know, underneath the outside rushers. Mm-hmm. 
And and it'll be interesting to see, okay, just from that standpoint, what kind of pressure they're gonna put on him. Are you gonna are you gonna blitz him? Are you gonna try to play, you know, more zone and dare him to pick you apart? Because I do believe of all the running quarterbacks, all the guys you say athletic quarterbacks, he is the best passer of the ball. And people don't give him credit for that. So he can throw the ball, but make him throw it on your terms. Mm -hmm. Don't make it throw it in his terms. That means the quarterback gets to sit back there with a jersey, get his uniform right, make a phone call, and then throw the ball to somebody down the field that's wide open because he's been running around for five seconds. Mm -hmm. Put some pressure on him. Put some heat on make him. Make him uncomfortable. I, yeah. Make him uncomfortable, and then let's see if he got to go to the bathroom and make a boo-boo and then come back out and win the game. <laughs> make a boo-boo. All right, Leroy, as we all know, the biggest story in the NFL this week is Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift. When you hey. were playing for the Browns, did uh -huh. you ever date Pat Benatar? Did you ever date no, Madonna? Uh, did you ever uh, – Donna Summer? Whoa, 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 the Pointer whoa, whoa. Sisters. Did hey, you ever date any of them? The Pointer Sisters. Ain't that old dog. Oh, no. <laughs> First of all, yeah. First of all, yeah. I played with a guy that dated Left Eye. Andre Rudd. That's right. Yeah. There you That's go. Right. Yeah. So, so while you going back in the wayback machine, <laughs> yeah. we already had that. Respectful. That was kind right. of respectful. I was just thinking right. of singers that popped into my head. I wasn't. What kind of? I wasn't accounting for their age. What kind of chatter was there in the locker room about that? None. None. You didn't care. I mean, Andre Andre Rosen was. You know, Dre was. You know, he was his own dude, right? You <laughs> know, an interesting guy. He, he he was an interesting dude, but <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it, nothing. So you know, we 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 went to Atlantic City. All of us went to Atlantic City. That was interesting. Did you ever hang out? Stop there! No, 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 no! What happened in Atlantic City? He what he did is he caught himself. He was getting ready to tell the story, and then he goes, "That was interesting." What happened? All right, so come on. Let me see how I can tell. <laughs> I knew it was good. <laughs> so, so we went, it was when we went to Baltimore. I knew some people in Atlantic City. They said, hey, we'll send you guys up some cars. We'll bring you down to Atlantic City. Y'all come have some fun or whatever. Welcome you to, you know, this part of the country. I was like, okay. So we got, you know, like we had like four or five linemen, a couple of wide receivers, and then Dre. So they sent four cars. Dre say, I need my own car. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know me. I'm like, wait a minute. You a guest. You you going to have me jam? All right, Dre. All right, Dre. You know, we, you, know, you understand. You make, look, you make exceptions for your boy, right? So, we get to Lang City. It's about eight of us. We all getting out of the car. And then Dre get out of the car. We look in the car. It's baby oil everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looked like it, the back. The back of that limo looked like when you shine, when you shine your tires. You know, just up on it. They get out. They look like they get ready to go to the beach and tan. I'm like Dre. He said, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, you ain't got to talk. You ain't got to talk. I said, you need to talk because otherwise I'm going to come to my own conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's yeah, crazy. That, oh like, my god. Yeah, man. So it it, it it's a uh, it's one of those things, man. That you know, it's funny because the stories of the people that that you played with or that you hung out with or whatever uh, far exceed football. And I remember those stories more than when we pl- actually played together. Yeah. We got to get you. We got to get you just, we got to get you on Vlad or something. We're going to get the camera angle and just shoot <laughs> yeah, it just right. like Vlad. And you're going to tell all the stories. Leroy Horde story hour. <laughs> Your stories is crazy. Hey, we love you, brother. Hey, well, pick pick the winner real quick. Who wins real quick? Um, I'm going to say, Browns 24-20 because they're at home. We'll take that. All right, Leroy. They're at home. All righty. Very good. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. There he is. See you next week. The great All right, brother. Leroy Horde. He been on fire. Shut up, Horde. You're you're second. <laughs> he's been on Belichick. He's story. been on fire since this season, 2023. Yeah, he's Leroy, three he ain't missed. He's three and he out. He ain't missed yet. He had the Najee Harris as an averaging social distancing line, and then coming back at Mickey <laughs> Fitzpatrick, That's Leroy, well, and the whole thing about. Nick the Chubb, Chubb, the Chubb yeah, yeah, that well, was that was fascinating. We got a couple more yeah. things to get Please, to. Let's real clip quick, that though, and reminder. Get that up real soon. Oh, that's gonna blow up. Yeah. Next week, Monday. Normal show, 11 to 1, and then a live two-hour Cavs media day show from 2 to 4. Myself, Brad, Earl, we'll have Jason Rocky. Brad, Brad Adam The comeback of Brad, but we will be at Rock <laughs> Mortgage Fieldhouse two hours on the UCSS YouTube page. So make sure you guys check out two hours of Ravens-Browns coverage after the show, your normal victory Monday, hopefully. And then we will celebrate another dub, hopefully, with a two-hour cab special. Yeah, with a special guest, Carmelo Anthony, with Brad, with the, hey, it, on as, site. As Brad would say, that's some BS right that's there. That's some BS right there. <laughs> that's some BS right there. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.